0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Yeah, you're all looking absolutely wonderful, and we are really in for a treat today. So wonderful. I have had an interesting week. Uh, so I've had, Steve and I, my husband and I, we've had two weeks of annual leave. And in our annual leave, we've had, um, we, I'm just trying to find my notes here as I talk. So it, it, in our annual leave, we've had um, the birth of our, our new, grand, a, a new granddaughter with our sixth grandchild. We've had um, two funerals and we've had one, one family funeral, one uh, family church funeral. Uh, We've had, um, I've had surgery that came up uh, a little suddenly and I've also, um, so I'm a week and a half post off of uh, having a hernia surgery so if you see me limping or you know coughing that's why. And then we've had a flood in our house which has flooded all our lounge room, it was a leaking pipe pouring through our ceiling. And we've had a wedding over the weekend of very close family friends. And uh, and then we caught up with um, our brand new granddaughter. So that's just some of what was our two weeks of annual leave. You've just got to laugh with the highs and lows of the emotional journey that we go on. And uh, but I thank God uh, that He continues to sustain us on the journey. And uh, I am just entitling my message today as the truth will set you free. So uh, let us open. with this word in prayer. Thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit. Today, as we open the word of God, I pray that each one of us would be inspired. Just as you inspired the the, 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 the writings of this word, your word, thousands of years ago. I thank you, Lord God, that there is inspiration today. Lord, I thank you that there is freedom here today, I thank you, Lord God, that there is healing in our midst. I thank you, God, that there's courage here this morning. I pray, God, that each and every woman, Lord, would find the strength, Lord, to pull herself up, Lord, to dust herself off, Lord, to lean into what it is that you have for her here today. And I pray, God, that it would be a moment in time, Lord, that it would be a very significant moment here in this conference, Lord, that takes us into a brighter future. We thank you, Lord God, no matter, despite what goes on in our world, Lord, the highs and the lows, I thank you, God, that you remain faithful, that you never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, that sometimes we step out of, uh, out of, out of step with you. Sometimes we move away from you but you remain faithful to us. So God, minister to us here this morning, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So truth is a voice of freedom. Truth is a voice of freedom. And uh, we've got to continue to declare freedom over our lives, over our marriages, over our families, over our colleagues, over our friends, over our city, this city, needs freedom, needs people to know and understand what it is freedom. The word freedom means unbound, it means pardoned, it means released, it means set free from a harness of slavery. Who feels often weighted, weighted down or harnessed to certain things that, that, that you just want to break off your life, you just think, oh, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I come from a family line of there's been suicide right through my the women family line. So my great-grandmother suicided. My grandmother found her at the age of seven, I had overdosed. My, great, my grandmother, um, who became a Christian but lived a very tough life, and she, um, she attempted suicide four times, but the grace of God carried her through. And the last one was a horror, but she realized that she had to stop Doing, taking things into her hands and allow God to bring healing and freedom. And she used to be a writer to people in the newspaper and let them know that um, if she saw deaths and birth notices, somehow she'd get the address of people and send them a letter of encouragement with a scripture. And she used to get beautiful letters back. So, you know, we can get free from the bondages. The women's line in our family had serious Car accidents, head injuries, spinal injuries, and arthritis. They were the things, they're the curses of the background of what I'd walked through. I have had head injuries, I have had spinal injuries, I have had, you know, these kind of things that has has tried to rob me and break me. But you know, God so graciously and wonderfully comes into our world. Oh my gosh, he certainly does. I don't know what I'd be doing without him. And he brings healing and he brings freedom. He loosens us from the harness of slavery. Truth is the quality or state of being true. It's veracity, it's truthfulness, it's verity, it's sincerity, it's honesty, it's genuineness, it's gospel, it's gospel truth, it's accuracy, it's correctness, it's rightness, it's valid, uh, valid validity, <laughs> get the word out, factualness. Um, factuality, authenticity. The opposite to it is dishonesty and, and falsity. There is a person. The truth is a person. Truth is a person of Jesus Christ. And if we can get a glimpse of who he is, he's the one who wonderfully sets us free. So we are given a gift of freedom And, uh, you know, we live in a free country, we have freedom of speech, (laughs) apparently, we have freedom of speech, We, you know, and there is so much freedom. We are free as women to come here into a church and worship God. Now, there are many women that are so bound around the world and that cannot, people that cannot find their way into church and uh, are kept captive. We are free. And uh, when we, are, we have a gift of freedom, and if we can use that gift wisely, then we can see other people get set free. And that's what I love about the gift that God so graciously and generously gives us, is that he allows us to get under that, to get under that anointing, uh, and he places it in our lives so that we can see others set free And that's the biggest joy in my life is when I see friends, I see kids. We've had a prodigal son, our youngest son, come back to Jesus after eight years in the wilderness. And he came back to Christ in C3 Monash on the altar, bowed down, weeping before God. And the whole place was in tears. (laughs) And, you know, I never... Imagine every every Saturday night I pray him back into the house of God that He might know the fullness of God in His life, and uh, little did I know that He was going to come back into C3 Monash, our church family, and uh, give His life to Christ. He said, "Dad, the world's got nothing to offer me." He said, "Pray that prayer with me. I'm coming back." <laughs> so that's been exciting, and He has changed. He's a changed man. So freedom is what we want to see, isn't it? But we've got to get ourselves free. And it seems that though um, we've reached a point at which we take our freedom for granted, um, there is a great danger that more and more people do so. will start to see our freedom more of as an entitlement. I had to get that out. Sometimes, you know, it's a thing, isn't it, that our freedom... We take for granted a lot of the time, and um, and then we feel entitled. And it's like, hang on a minute, We're, this is a gift, and we are we have this is a privilege, and we have a responsibility with this gift to use it well. You know, I was remembering my son at the age of I think it was about six or seven, and uh, Nathan, he's now married with three girls, and. Um, and he's, um, he's got a business, Mr. and Mrs. White, and they make beautiful furniture in that. and that. anyway, here we are. He's about six, and I've got my uh, number three child, Kayla, with us, about three. And then Chrissy's our oldest one. We're in shopping, you know, mums, grabbing the kids and carting them through the shops. And um, I'm sort of racing through and grabbing some stuff. Anyway, he sees these uh, on the shelf, you know, toys, they're loose. And he's seeing, oh, marbles, box of marbles, fabulous. And apparently he pockets a few marbles as we're walking along. And uh, I hadn't realised. And anyway, we bought what we needed to buy and we got in the car. We drove home, got home. And all of a sudden I'm seeing he's got his pocket full of marbles. (laughs) Why didn't I see that? And I just said, "Um, hey, buddy, what what have you got there? And he goes, "Um, oh, I've got some marbles. And I go, where'd you get them? He goes, um, um, from the shop. (laughs) I go, oh so you bought them, and he goes, no, and I said, well, he said, but they were sitting loosely on the shelf, you know, and I said, (laughs) and I said, yeah, but they're not there for the taking, you actually have to, not for pocketing, you have to actually go and buy them at the counter, and... um, you know how easy it is. You can walk through the the uh, cash registers now, and you, or you can do your own. You know, self serve, and and uh, oh, just pop that one in the trolley. They won't even know. And you know, like how many people are doing that? I, you know, I don't know what the stats are of that, but you know, my son, I said to him, "Well, here's the thing. What you've done. Do, do you think that's the right thing to do?" So we went on this journey, and and he was red faced, and he, oh, oh, you know, and. Anyway, so we, we, we brought out the truth. And the truth was, um, yeah, no, that was the wrong thing to do. So what are we going to do about it? Um, I, and I don't know, Mum, what are we going to do? I said, I think we need to go back to the shops. Three kids back in the car, all for some marbles. We went back to the shops and we went up to the cashier, the, the cashier and we said to her, um, and oh well, I didn't say it he said I, he had to do it and uh, anyway he said look I, I'm sorry I've, I've taken some I've put them in my pocket and I haven't bought them and so she says well do you want to buy them or and anyway he bought the marbles and uh, you know it's, it's interesting isn't it such a small thing it seems almost irrelevant so insignificant you know like with mom and kids and I could have got home and I just thought, oh, forget it. Look, it's only a few marbles. It really doesn't matter. You know, but it was the principle of the matter because I just thought, here's a young child and, you know, he's, it, it, this is not a huge deal, but I just thought if, if I can help him, if he can just know that, Lord, you know, if one small deception or lie feeds another and it builds and it's interesting, isn't it? It's that we have boundaries in our world Boundaries are meant to protect us. Boundaries are meant to help us, and boundaries are there so we're actually not invasive and stepping in on someone else's freedom or property. You know, and and so, like I said to him, well, if everyone else decided to just pocket them, there'd be no more marbles on the shelf, and there's loss, not profit, for the people who were selling them. You know, so as it, you know, it's consideration of others. The truth is what sets us free. The truth is, is a really difficult one at times, isn't it? It's like, whoa. Um, you know, so I, I just uh, love that, that God encourages us to, to be honest before him. And, uh, you know, it started at, um, sin started at the tree and it finished at the tree. You know, it started in the garden in the beginning of time and, um, you know, one man's sin, became one man's shame like it became you know and so our sin actually can impact others it it really can um, impact others our human nature and our fleshly desires um, think that just one won't hurt just one just one drug just one sex sex act just one night Just one phone call to the old boyfriend that, you know, it just won't matter. Just one. Just one. Just one drink turns into just one more. Just one more drink. Just one more drug. Just one more night. Just one takes us somewhere that we need to, that binds us up, that brings a harness of slavery upon our lives and it impacts the way we manage our world and relationships with others. God entrusted us in the beginning. He gave us everything, but he said, just one thing I don't want you to touch, take a hold of, just one. And that just one thing was the very thing that opened man's eyes to our sinful nature. You know, freedom is, um, freedom is actually, a free. God has given us free will. That is freedom, freedom of choice. So we can choose to be bound up, Although sometimes I think, you know, obviously there's there's generational curses that come through our life, but there's other things that we choose to do that, that bind us up, and they will um, take us. And I haven't got a time on me, so oh yes, okay. What time am I going to again? Please let me know. Oh, yeah, six minutes. Wow, get moving, Deb. Okay, so yes, um, so yes, in Romans five eighteen to twenty, it reads. Yes, Adam's sin brought punishment to all, but Christ's righteousness makes men right with God so that they can live. Adam caused many to be sinners because his disobedient, he disobeyed God, and Christ caused many to be made acceptable to God because he obeyed. The Ten Commandments were given so that all could see the extent of their future uh, to obey God's law. But the more we see our sinfulness, the more we see God's abounding grace forgiving us. He is just abounding in grace to forgive us. Um, and, you know, Jesus said, come to me. If you are heavy, if you are weighed down, if you feel enslaved, he says, come to me. And, um, you know, in Mark eleven twenty eight, he's saying, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, I'll show you the rhythms of grace. I'll show you, I'll teach you how to walk in this. And, um, you know, I was taking that a step further in Isaiah 53, 5. Uh, The scripture says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Christ, this is prophetic you know, of of the, the day that Jesus came. This is Old Testament. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. Now, w- I just want to look at transgressions and iniquities because when we're wounded, you know, you get a blow to the arm and that cuts your arm, you bleed. But when you get this blow to the arm and it doesn't break, you bleed internally and you bruise. But here's the thing, Jesus bled outwardly and inwardly. And, you know, that's quite significant for us because he bled, he was wounded for our transgressions. So the sins that we have caused harm on ourselves, you know, God has been, he has bled for us. And you know the sins that the iniquities which are really placed on us, the shame, the generational curses, those iniquities they, they, Jesus bled inwardly for them so that he could cover all our sin, all our all our all that we are bound with. Jesus has bled his body uh, his, on his body on the cross for you and I, that we would be forgiven now in um let me see Isaiah it goes on to say in Isaiah that though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow and though they are red like crimson they shall be as wool now scarlet means it's double dipped it's a double dipped cloth scarlet so though God's he double dipped us we are double dipped in the blood of God externally and internally. So whatever it is that, that you've caused yourself some harm because you've made some dumb mistakes. Who's made dumb mistakes? I'm making them all the time. So Lord, forgive me. That's why I get on my knees every morning. Father God, I thank you. But I know the forgiveness of God and the grace of God. He's incredibly, oh my gosh, incredibly gracious. And, uh, but you know, we are double dipped and um, it covers us. We are like scarlet. But it cleanses us. The blood cleanses us that we, our heart to God is snow white. How wonderful is that? God doesn't look at us. When we've got Jesus in our life, God doesn't look at us as black. He looks at us through the eyes of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus and sees snow white. You know, I just, um, okay, I've got two minutes. I really wanted to go to the woman at the well not the woman at the well, sorry, the woman with the issue of blood. So this woman was hemorrhaging for 12 years internally, hemorrhaging. To, the, to to society, she was unclean. And so she'd obviously be behind doors a lot. Or if she was going somewhere, you know, they'd, they'd walk away from her, avoid her. This woman is looking for someone to heal her, someone to bring freedom to her world. Because it wasn't only what was happening Um, in in her physiological body but it was what was happening to her mentally and emotionally who knows that sometimes we carry the weight whether it's physical there's also the emotional abuse there's also you know the mental abuse and so this woman is looking who can help me the doctors I've spent all my money on going to doctors and seriously they haven't been able to really find the problem they haven't been able to stop the bleed there's a crowd Jesus is in the crowd She's heard about Jesus. She wants to get near to Jesus. How the heck is she going to get near to him? Unclean woman, how am I going to get in the crowd? This woman took courage. She got up there. She said, I don't care. What have I got to lose? I'm going to get in there. I'm going to push my way through, and I'm going to make my way to Jesus. She grabs the the garment of Jesus, and uh, Jesus turns around in the crowd who touched me. Now, the disciples are going, are you kidding me? Like Jesus, there's a lot of people around you and someone's obviously touched you. So who's touched me? And you know, um, the woman comes up very fragile and it's like, oh no, I've got, I'm exposed now. She touched Jesus' garment. As soon as we touch the hem of Jesus, as soon as we get near to Jesus, light comes. Light comes. We're exposed. What is causing us harm is exposed so that. God can bring freedom to us, so that God can bring healing to us. So she ends up explaining to them what has happened. Yes, it was me. And Jesus said to her daughter, you took a risk trusting me and now you're healed and whole. Live well and live blessed. Now she would have had to work through a whole lot of stuff, I'm sure. But Jesus made a promise to her, and that promise was that she would be well and she would be blessed. And I love this story because of the power that healed her is available to you and I today. You know, we all have those shame wounds. They are bleeding, and there's nothing, and nothing we've done, no passage of time, no procedure, no ritual, no conversation, no compensation has been successful in closing them. Whether the cause of our shame was forced upon us, Amanda's story, amazing, beautiful story, Amanda. Whether that shame is forced upon us, or whether it's a result of our choice that we freely made. In the, this, or it could be in both cases, as it is for me. But each of us bear wounds, we have scars, we have blemishes. And we can feel unclean. We can feel we are a mistake, we are a failure. This woman took her shame to Jesus. Are you going to stay in hiding maybe for someone here today? Maybe you feel you've been hiding. Maybe you feel that there has been um, marks and pain and bleeding in your world, in your life, in your heart, in your body. But Jesus is saying... He's he's there. Are you going to reach out and touch him? Are you going to say, I don't give a stuff about whatever anything else. <laughs> I want to get free. I don't care what anyone else is saying about me. I'm going to get free. I don't care what those voices are that have told me I'm no good. I'm going to get free. I don't care who has offended me I'm going to get free I'm going to get free let's just bow our heads right now thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus that you validated this woman you called her daughter you saw her faith you saw her courage and you brought her true freedom I thank you Lord God for truth I thank you that when we bring, Lord God, the hidden things of shame into the light, when we bring them to you, we are safe. Lord, we are safe. You don't expose us to put us in a a shameful place, but you expose the sin so that we can say no more. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for each and every woman here this morning. Lord, as we continue to Uh, Listen to uh, the messages that are shared. Lord, I pray, God, that as we have conversation with one another, Lord, as we meet around morning tea and lunch, I pray, God, Lord, as we go on afterwards, that we can have those conversations about the freedom that has been that we have experienced in our lives because we took courage, because we leaned in because we said no to the shame, because we touched you, because we said yes to you, and we know that you have forgiven us and that you have washed us clean as white as snow. I thank you, God, for your goodness in our lives. I thank you, God, for forgiveness. Lord, that we can live a life of forgiveness because we've been forgiven. Lord, that we can reach out and see others healed because we've been healed. And I thank you, God, that you would continue to do a great work in each and every woman here. Lord, no matter what their situation is, I thank you, God. As Vicky said last night, your plans for us, plans. You have plans for us. If something's gone wrong, there's another plan. You have plans for us for good, not evil. And we will break the power of the enemy. We will render him powerless in whatever way that he's caused us and bound us up. We will be free indeed. So we thank you, Jesus, that you are truth and that uh, truth brings freedom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.